Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, and welcome to episode 54 of Parenting in Real Life. Hey, everybody. Today, we have a pretty good real-life parenting moment. We are done with the stomach flu. <laughs> We've checked that box for the season. We get the rest of the winter off. We out. <laughs> it started with Jack, and it spread like wildfire. Sometimes it takes like a day or two in between before it gets to the next person. This was every day we had somebody new, so... It was rapid fire. <laughs> it was rapid fire. It's kind of almost better because then you just get it done and over with instead of like waiting like, oh, who's going to get it next? Like, is this happening? Yeah. So. This may be too much information or maybe this is the crowd that can appreciate this. <laughs> the nuances of the stomach flu. But uh, usually growing up and in our family, everybody gets sick at night. It's like as they're falling asleep or in the middle of the night. But. Most of these were during the day, yeah. which is weird. Actually made it really nice because then we didn't lose a bunch of sleep. That was nice. That's true. So that was good. And it, at least one of them, we like, I could tell it was coming before it happened, you know, so I was yeah. able to prevent it from getting everywhere. Yeah. But it was kind of a bummer though, because we had two family members in town, two siblings that we were supposed to do things with and we had, we missed those things, so. Sorry, Scott and Haley. That's always a bummer. I feel sick now. <laughs> stop, stop talking about it. Ugh. Another a different thing is our little Lucy, who's 19 months now, is a climbing machine. And she likes to climb on the table, like the kitchen table where we eat all the time. Like we have to buckle her down so that she won't stand up during dinner. But anytime she's on any of the chairs, she's up on that table. She just likes full range of all the food and all the stuffs. I guess. We haven't had a kid do that, like, climb all over the table. She is always on that table. She's really observant, we feel like. She likes to just, like, she's very aware of what's going on and also aware of injustice. <laughs> when, like, we were having pineapple and I gave everybody else, like, a full slice of the pineapple. And I tried to give her a small slice without the core. And she was not having it and i was like certainly she doesn't realize that that slice is smaller than everybody else's and alexis gave her a full slice and she was totally fine with it like she totally knew and yeah. was totally frustrated and i sat her down in our seat and she she munched that she ate the whole thing i mean not the core but yeah. she loved it but she was very aware that she did not get what her siblings got <laughs> oh my gosh you're 19 months why do kids have such a strong fairness meter they get it from you. <laughs> I do find when things are unfair more than other people, I guess. So Alan tells me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so a product that we're loving is Betty's. You may have seen this because they do a pretty good job of grassroots social media 
influencer marketing? Facebook ads. I looked at their website and all of a sudden they were everywhere. They were in my email ads. They were in Facebook ads. They were in Instagram ads. Like, oh. So because you're hearing this, you'll probably have tons of <laughs> Facebook and Instagram ads. Because now. they're hearing you. <laughs> they hear you hearing this. Sorry. If you haven't heard of Betty's, they're like these zip up comforters. So it's easy for your kids to make their bed. They are crazy expensive. And so we we were saving up for these. I've wanted these for years, but just we didn't have the finances for that. But so hopefully they last a long time. They're a really thick material. They seem like good quality, really nice big zippers. But anyway, it's been great because all of my kids can make their beds now. And I walk into their room, and I'm like, there's not blankets and stuff all over. But I'm like, oh, their beds are made. Because all they have to do is zip it and put the pillows up. We are good to go. So if you're looking for something to simplify your morning routine and make your kids' rooms look a little nicer, Betty's is the way to go. How many stars would you give it? Uh, 4.8 because of the price. (laughs) We're doing tenths of stars. (laughs) I'd give it a five stars if it wasn't so expensive. Yeah. But they do have a lot of sales. So look for sales. A lot of influencers will give um, a percentage like discount, like 20% off or something. So definitely use one of those. Do you have that? I don't. They didn't give me one. They just told me what to tag them. Cool. So sorry. Um, yeah, I never know when you're rating stuff. Like, should you factor in the price, That's or should true. you just say, "Do I like this thing?" If it was on a likeness a only, five stars. If I factor in price, four point. I think mine would be four because they are big, and we just had the stomach flu. They're hard to wash. That is true. We had to wash. They're one great day to day, but I think washing them is always going to be a pain. Like, we have four kids in beds right now with Betty's now. And that means, like, eight loads of laundry because, like, the top and the bottom, maybe you can do it together. They recommend you do it separate. So, it's a lot. That is true. A little tricky to wash. Four stars. Nice job, Betty's. That's a a good rating. (laughs) That's a good rating. So, last time we talked about the first chapter from How to Talk to little kids. If you follow us on Instagram, you heard Alexis talk about an experience she had with Nathan the week, um, that week where it didn't work. So we're looking forward to keep reading. The first chapter is just like the emotional stuff. It's kind of the baseline. Then the rest of the book is more tools for when that doesn't work. And we're going to need those tools. <laughs> yes, obviously. I'm like, oh, I tried all the tools and it like, didn't work. I'm like, okay, obviously we need to keep reading the book because this didn't help. I did figure it out how to help Nathan. Apparently all he needed was some cookies. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it worked emotional out. stuff is the first thing you try, but then you might need other stuff. Um, we are not going to do the second chapter today. We're not ready yet. No, we're not. We're gonna... I'm ready. <laughs> I, I didn't get a chance to read it. <laughs> um, but that's coming. Um, so today we're going to talk about something else, but before we dive in, we are going to do a raffle. We have not received a written review in a year. A whole year. I was just looking at it today. I'm like, these all say 2018. We have zero 2019 reviews. Come on, people. So what we're going to do is incentivize reviews and they can be honest reviews. It's not just for the five star reviews. Any review will enter you into a raffle for $20 gift card to Amazon. And we won't cheat and just give it to our friends and family. (laughs) Alexis is very fair. I'm very fair. (laughs) So 
Give us a review. Anybody that gives us a review in the month of October before Halloween night will get us uh, an entry into the raffle. So, do it. We need it. We need people to see it. So, today we're going to be talking about lying. When your children are lying. Um, We're talking about this because we've had this problem lately. Which is pretty much what most of our topics are about or things that we're currently experiencing. (laughs) Sorry, kids. (laughs) So we, I know we talked about this. We do the family economy at our house um, in order to do the allowance, which we still need to do an episode on that sometime. But um, it's just the way that we provide allowance to help the kids get their stuff done. And we found that some of our kids were marking things off and saying that they had done it when they actually had not. And these were things like they weren't doing their reading. Um, They're supposed to get their reading done for homework every day and brushing their teeth in the morning, stuff like that. So we want to see what do you do when your kids start lying to you? And I really like uh, the tips that we found. Um, I think they're helpful. I think there's some questions still for us as we read through these, but I think these are a good baseline. Mm Um, So the first thing is that it's normal for kids to lie about imaginary things. Younger kids will say that they did something or saw something that they didn't, but it's just them being imaginative, and that's fine. You should encourage that. Not the lying, but encourage imagination. Yeah, that's, yeah. You need to separate that from lying. It's not really lying if it's just being imaginative. Yeah. The times where you need to draw the line are when... They're lying to avoid punishment or to increase their social standing or when they lack confidence, like bragging um, or like in our case of doing things they didn't do because they want to be on your good side or whatever, Mm -hmm. or to get out of something they don't want to do. So those are some cases where those are opportunities to teach them not to lie. Um, And we found, Alexis found a video done by the St. Louis Children's Hospital hospital with some suggestions of how you can help them learn to break that habit of lying. So the first thing they say, instead of, if you know that your kid lied, instead of confronting them about it, you should present it as a situation. So like say, hey, I had some money on the counter and now it's missing. Can you help me solve this problem? So even though you might know that they did it, give them, help them work this problem out with you it just it eliminates the defensive thing right like we have kids and parents in this family that get really defensive if you accuse them of anything and so it just creates a problem that it's really easy for them to solve if they're willing to be honest this actually happened to me a few weeks ago we had um i had some money some cash on the counter from a fundraiser that we had collected And it wasn't the money I had provided. It was from somebody else. And I had put it on the counter to give it to the girls to take to school. And when I was went in the morning, it was gone. And I was like, ah, who took the money? And so I was like, hey, guys, where's the money? Like, who took it? So I didn't – I could have been better about how I started this. (laughs) But luckily, Nathan went upstairs and he got the money and came back down. And he said that he took it because he's like, I wanted to buy something with it. So I had to explain to him that he just can't take money that's not his. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that's an awesome opportunity to be like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much, Nathan. You did the right thing by going and getting it. Yeah. Really lay it on thick with you chose to be honest, and that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Now, if the child tells you what happened, it's okay to suspend the consequences and talk with them so it doesn't happen again. For example, um, if they took money, then you can help them learn, like say, hey, now you can earn money. And that's a better way to do it instead of taking it. So, Or and then help them find solutions of how they can earn money for whatever they wanted. Um, you can also compromise with them to help them get what they want without having to lie. Like one of the examples that I read was, um, say, what if your kid took lunch money to school and they just bought snacks and candy instead of actually buying their lunch and you found out about it? Then you can talk to your kid, say, hey, you know, maybe we can have some special snacks after school or maybe next time we're at the store we can get you a snack. But when you're at school with this lunch money, you have to buy your lunch, you know. So find ways that they can still get what they want without having to, like, sneak it and lie about it. Yeah. So you're trying to make it easier to not lie. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Be like, there's there's ways to get what you want without lying. Because this is a habit that's reinforced by positive reinforcement, right? Like, whether you know it or not, when your kid lies and then they get something good from it, whether it's not being punished or keeping money that's not, whatever it is, you're reinforcing a bad behavior. Mm -hmm. And so... You, ha you have to find opportunities to flip that paradigm and, and make it so they're reinforced for positive behavior of telling the truth. So after you've presented the problem, you've asked them about it, um, if they're still adamant that they are telling the truth and they're not lying to you, but you know that they are, um, I really like this, was to allow them one more chance to tell the truth for a lesser consequence. So you could say something like, I'm going to walk away and give you 10 minutes and then I'm going to come back and ask you again. If you change your mind and want to give me a different answer, it's just a truth check and you won't get in trouble. So I just like that you give them one more out and you're like, if you decide that you want to tell me the truth, now's the time to do it. This actually happened to me today. Um, Chloe had said that she had read on the bus and Cammy hadn't said anything. But then when I told Cammy it was time to read, she's like, oh, I read on the bus. And I, if she would have, she would have said it right away. And I'm like, Cammy, did you read on the bus? She's like, yes, yes, I did. And so then I looked at her and I said, Cameron, I'm going to give you one more chance to tell me the truth. And if I find out that you're lying, we're going to have worse consequences. And then she looked at me, she's like, okay, I didn't read. <laughs> so I think just like giving them the opportunity to say, I'm going to give you another chance to tell me what you should say and I'm, you won't get in trouble but you need to tell me the truth. Mm. So, um, the, I, and a couple of things that I did read, they all said that then you do need to give them a harder consequence if they still don't tell them the truth. Like it's okay to give them something on top of what you've already done, we're going to do, or just something that feels a little bit harder for them as a consequence, or um, even restitution was suggested, which is like having them fix whatever they did. So if they broke something or hurt somebody, you know, they need to go and fix it themselves. So I just thought that was interesting that they all like said, like you need to make sure that you're giving them a consequence when they still are lying to you. Breaking the paradigm. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that I felt was lacking from all of these is, and the thing that we've kind of run into is we have a lot of kids and we can't, don't do a great job of keeping track of all of them. <laughs> we can't always see what they're right. doing. <laughs> and so I feel like these only work if you know for sure that they're lying. Because if you don't know and you try these things, like it feels really accusatory. Like if you say, hey, you can change your answer. 
Like, what if they were telling the truth and now they're going to change their answer because that's what they think you want? So I feel like you have to choose when to play this card. It has to be in times when you know with a good degree of certainty that there's lying going on. Otherwise, I think this can backfire. Yeah. Because then it's like, just guess what mom and dad want you to say type of situation. And I think as a parent, too, I hate trying to guess if they're lying to me or not. Like, I don't really know. Sometimes I don't know for sure, you know? And then I'm like, I don't want to think that they're lying if they're telling me the truth. Like, I don't want to have to always think that, you know? Yeah. So I think it might be like with this family economy where there's things that they do. I think we need to just enforce... You have to do these things where I can see you, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's great that you read on the bus, but I need to check this off. You need to do 10 minutes of reading in front of me, right? Or show me or tell me like, hey, mom, I'm going to go downstairs and read for 10 minutes and then come back after 10 minutes and say I'm done reading. Like, there needs to be Mm check-ins so that you don't create these situations where they have to lie. Yeah. And with reading, too, you can always ask them like, okay, can you tell me about what you read you know, and, and follow up with that. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think there's some ways that you can check. Right. Or like with the brushing the teeth thing, like you can tell if their toothbrushes are wet or not. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, stuff But like then that. it's like some of that kind of feels like you're creating this like system of like we're checking on you. We don't trust you. So we're going to check on everything you do. Like I'd rather yeah. them be accountable rather than us like fact checking their mm-hmm. stuff. I like them being accountable and saying, I did this thing, and part of doing it was communicating to you that I did it when I did it, not after the fact, being like, yeah, I did that on the bus. Like That just feels shady (laughs) and creates opportunities for lying. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to, in in this specific case of this family economy, we need to create some systems that just take the temptation away, right? Yeah. Some other tips that they had um, were... Positive reinforcement for honesty. So make sure you, when you catch them being honest that you positive, give them positive praise and make a big deal about how they were being honest. Um, another one that I liked was to have like a, be- a behavior contract. So if you know that your child is having an issue with lying, you can just write down some, some privileges that they would like to have and say, hey, you can get these things when we are being honest, you know, and, and work on that together and then allow them to have those special privileges. Yeah. There's also things you can do that just creates a culture where you don't lie. Like let them know and establish that when you tell the truth, consequences diminish or go away. Um, This is hard because you actually have to do it, right? (laughs) We've told our kids that. And then in practice, it's hard. Because at the time, honesty doesn't feel like a thing unless they lied first. Yeah. You know? Like if you are upset because somebody hit somebody and they said, yeah, I I did that. You're still just upset that they hit somebody, right? Not proud that they told the truth. Yeah. And so I feel like that's the trick with honesty is like you don't recognize honesty because it just feels like what you should do. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of this too is you you need to recognize honest moments when you see them and reward them. Mm Mm-hmm. Another thing is to let them know that everyone makes mistakes and you don't expect them to be perfect because sometimes that's why kids will lie because um, either they're embarrassed about it or they think you'll be mad at them or, you know, if you have children that are lean towards perfectionism, um, you know, we were just talking about that tonight. Alan was like, hey, you know, we're not perfect as parents either. We make mistakes all the time. And so I, and you can even tell them like, oh, shoot, I made a mistake and tell them about how you made a mistake. 
um, just so that they know that you don't you don't expect them to be perfect. Mm-hmm. The last two are don't corner your child, don't put them on the spot. I think that just creates that opportunity and that incentive to lie, and then don't label them as a liar. So I had dealt with this situation before I read this article. So just something that what I had done that seemed to kind of work. Um, when I found out that my our kids had been lying, I just talked to them about it. And I just explained to them the importance of telling the truth, like why it's so important that that we can trust them. And both our girls have been begging for cell phones. And they are nowhere near getting cell phones. But I just told them, like, if you when it's time for you to get a cell phone, we have to be able to trust you with it. And if you're lying to us, we can't give you the cell phone because we can't trust you. You know, and I talked about how some of the things that they're doing right now, like we, we live on a circle and usually they have to ride their bikes in the circle. But sometimes we'll let them go out of the circle and um, ride their bikes farther or go to friends' houses that are outside of the circle. And, you know, these are privileges that we give them because we're trusting them to be going to the right place and being responsible. But if they're lying, then we're going to have to take those privileges away. And we won't be able to let them do that because... We might not know where they are if they're not telling us the truth about what they're doing. And so I just kind of explained to them, like, these are this is what happens when you when we can't trust you and when you lie to us. And they seem to get it. Um, they're seven and eight, so they're, you know, older than small children. So they, they, they got it. And I feel like that it's improved a lot um, since then that they're – when I ask them, like, hey, did you do your reading today? I've heard – I've gotten no sometimes now. I'm like, no, I didn't do it, you know. So they've – because before it was always yes, like 100% every day. And I'm like, really? Like, when did you do this? <laughs> but now they're like, no, I didn't do it today. I'm like, okay. So now they're starting to see, like, the importance of of telling us when, when they did things and when they didn't. Yeah. I wish kids could understand that better sooner. And I think doing some of these things would help. But I think that's that's critical, right? Is like honesty is what lets you grow up and be an adult, right? Like – you have to be on honesty is so important because you don't want you, you can't get privileges or give privileges as a parent until you know that they can handle them. Right? Like I can't let you go hang out with friends that I don't know until I know that you can handle yourself with friends. I don't, you know, like it's just like that, that is the struggle of parenting. I feel like as kids that older is they want more and more freedom, but if they haven't proven that they can be trusted, then they can't, then you can't feel good about giving them that freedom. And so you just have to develop that early. And so I hope we will get there. And just if you need to work on this with your kids, um, just so you know, it can take like 30 days to break a lying habit. So this it's going to be something that you have to work through and do quite a few times for at least a month um, before they can kind of break that cycle of lying. So. Right. Just know it's not going to be once or twice. It's probably going to be quite a few times. Yeah. That's you being consistent with punishing lying and rewarding honesty mm-hmm. for a month to help break that psychological cycle of, I get better treatment when I lie. Right. So, in short, lying or rather being honest is super important. Um, when you know that lying's going on, give them a chance to be honest, right? Give them, create a scenario where they don't have to defend themselves or you're not blaming them and then give them another chance and say, Hey, I want to give you one more chance. And then if they still are lying and you know, they're lying, then you do need to punish them and have harder 
um, consequences. You're trying to break that that habit of lying. Be really positive when you do catch honesty. Um, it's something that you don't naturally think about because honesty just feels like the obvious duh thing that everybody should be doing, but it's not for kids. Um, and so make sure you reward it when you see it. Um, also, I'll post this on my social media, on Instagram, at Alexis Tanner Lane. So if you have had problems with your kids lying, let us know what you've done to help uh, help them be honest. We'd love to know and talk about it on our next one. Yes, indeedy. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Alexis, as always, thanks for your great research. And Alan, thanks for your amazing editing skills. You can follow us on Instagram at Alexis Tanner Lane or tweet us. I'm at Alan T. Tanner. And I'm at Alexis Tanner One. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And give us a rating. That's how people find out about our podcast. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.